This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. All right, team, welcome back. We're joined by Andy McCarthy right now. He is a contributing editor at National Review and a best-selling author. Andy, great to have you. How are you feeling now that the election's done and uh, over with? I was feeling great until this morning, Buck, and then I saw that Bartolo Colon, the Mets pitcher, signed with the Braves, so I'm a little down now. I'll have to take your word for that. I haven't watched a baseball game in about 15 years, but I, I assume that that is a, what you're telling me is sad. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it saddened me. It, there we go. And and you are entitled. You are entitled to be sad about it. Uh, the the Clinton machine has been defeated once again. Uh, you have a couple of a, a few pieces up. Uh, one on PJ Media and, and the others on National Review. I want to talk to you about. First one is your unsolicited advice for the Trump transition team on national security and intelligence. What is your advice for the Trump transition folks? Uh, that basically that they need to be very skeptical in whatever uh, intelligence-driven briefing books the uh, transition team uh, is provided with from the Obama administration. I was encouraged, Buck, to see that uh, President Obama has promised to emulate President Bush in the sense of uh, making sure that the uh, the Trump team has a smooth transition. I think Obama was grateful for that uh, when uh, President Bush really did, I, I think, move heaven and earth to make sure that uh, his administration, even if though they were going to be very different on policy, at least was equipped to uh, be up and running, especially on uh, national defense, which is, of course, the president's major responsibility. And it's good that President Obama has made the same assurance uh, for Uh, President-elect Trump. But I think the problem we get, and this is something you and I have been following for years, is that they've politicized the intelligence product. So, you know, I think there's cause to be concerned that, you know, what you're going to get in those briefing books may not be completely representative of uh, what national security decision makers need to know. And there's also a, a shaping on the other side that happens of the people with access and the way that they present information and the context in which they give it from from the intelligence community side, they are the primary customer is the president and they, whether they should or not, try to uh, put things in such a way that they that it, they will align with the worldview, with the sort of strategic sensibilities and just the the overall proclivities of the commander in chief. So with Obama, you're going to have an intel community that's gotten used to doing things 
one way when it comes to trying to inform the president. I think that uh, a Trump presidency is going to be quite a wake-up call just in terms of what a difference it is uh, with the way Obama approaches information and also the people who gather that information. Yeah, I, I think that's completely right. I, I you know, I, I we'll have to see what kind of president Trump turns out to be. But I think Obama, singular among presidents, uh, maybe in all of American history, certainly presidents in my lifetime, uh, had a seems to have had a belief that a narrative well crafted enough can change the facts on the ground. And I think that puts the intelligence community in a very uh, awful, awkward spot because the intelligence community's job is to tell the president what the facts on the ground are so that you can uh, not only protect the country but predict what's going to happen and be ready to react to it. I think it's got to be a very tough tightrope for them to walk when you have a president who doesn't want that, who actually thinks that uh, if he – crafts a vision of the world, he can make the world conform to the vision. Um, And that could have gotten the intelligence community, which, you know, frankly, you're closer to that than I am. But um, I think it could you could easily see how it would get the intelligence community into some bad habits that will have to be broken. Oh, absolutely. Um, And and there's going to be, like I said, there's going to be kind of a reckoning, I think, coming coming their way because Trump will have a very different. I don't know what his approach will be. I just know it'll be very different from Obama's. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Well, what, what are you telling the One thing I've had to discuss with friends in New York that I've been uh, talking about this last couple of days, they say, you know, how bad is this going to be? And I keep trying to tell them it's really not going to be that big. And I mean, people also on the national security side of things, it's not going to be that bad. I, I don't know. I'm not as concerned as, as many others are. How do you respond to the to your uh, Democrat friends who either worked in law enforcement or, or national security or both who are saying they're just deeply concerned that Trump is going to do really crazy stuff like invade countries for no reason or whatever? I mean, this is a very intelligent people, I think, have gotten into a kind of hysteria about this, especially when it comes to Trump on national security. Well, I, I guess my perspective on it, and I say this as somebody who was not a Trump person. I mean, I've tried to be helpful once the the race got down to uh, Trump and Mrs. Clinton. But, um, you know, frankly, I must say, after eight years of Obama, I have to laugh when someone asks me how bad it could get with Trump, because I think these last eight years, if you're a national security rule of law person, these last years of eight years have been atrocious. So, you know, my sense of things is we're going to get back. You know, the, the president is going to be a mercurial figure. And, uh, you know, we've seen that aspect of him. But the people around him, uh, I think, are going to be, you know, highly experienced people who know what they're doing. Um, I, I don't have any inside information, but, you know, if someone like Rudy Giuliani, who is a legendary prosecutor, ends up running the Justice Department, how could anybody get whipped up over that? I mean, who knows the Justice Department better than he does, right? So, you know, I, I kind of think the last eight years have been awful. And I, I no matter what I think of Trump, I, I and, and, you know, what my concerns about him may be, most of those concerns 
uh, along the lines of will he do what he said he was going to do during the campaign. There's a lot of things that he said during the campaign that I liked a lot. There's others that I didn't like so much. But uh, my question about Trump is whether he'll follow through. Um, I don't worry about him, you know, doing lunatic stuff. I mean, I, I must say, Buck, just to like try to fill it out to, to current events. Um, I, I've spent eight years listening to people tell me that by, you know, speaking out about Islam or doing things that defend the United States, that we're provoking violence. And what I have seen in the days since Trump has been elected is that the, some of the very people who claim that my words could provoke violence are out there being violent. You know? So I'm more worried about that than I am about Trump. Uh, and if, frankly, I think, uh, you know, since my Democrat friends are, um, are worried about Trump and it's the reaction to Trump that has caused this, they'd be better placed um, worrying about and trying to discourage the kind of stuff that's going on in the streets of America right now than worrying about Donald Trump. I also think it's very quickly been lost in the conversation. Barack Obama had no national security experience, not any real national security knowledge, never served in the military, never served in the intelligence community, never served in law enforcement. I mean, his background was right. as a guy who kind of taught a little law and wrote a book about himself, really. I mean, that was his real right. expertise. That's it. <laughs> and and, all of, and, and yeah. nobody was, oh, well, uh, well, what's going to happen with our allies in the world? And actually, there's a case he made that he did turn his back on, a, on allies and upset them. And that's, that somehow is lost in all of this. Uh, I don't know why sure we're is. supposed to assume that, that Barack Obama was, or, or I shouldn't say assume, we're supposed to forget that Barack Obama was a, a total novice when it came to international affairs. I mean, and people say, oh, he grew up for a while in Indonesia. That doesn't make you an IR expert. That's, that's not how it works. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I think the thing, frankly, Buck, is that uh, he agrees with them on policy, so he they figure he's brilliant, and whatever he lacked in experience, he would make up with make for make up for in brain power and now you know comes along someone like trump who you know they they don't disagree with the latest iteration of his uh of his political personality uh and therefore he's you know somebody who needs to be feared and uh and dreaded but i i think everybody ought to take a deep breath and let's just see how things work out I also want to ask you, we've only got a few minutes, but I want to ask you about your piece on National Review. Um, speaking of Annie McCarthy, uh, who writes for NationalReview.com, President-elect Trump did not create the movement, it created him. That's your title. How so, Andy? Well, you know, I think, Buck, since the end of the uh, the Bush administration, I, I'm going back to, you know, 2007, 2008, when the financial meltdown came down, there has been a grassroots American reaction against Washington. And it's not really, it doesn't tee up even as a Republican-Democrat issue. When uh, Angelo Cotavia wrote about it uh, years ago, he called it the ruling class against the country. And it really is, I think, it, that's a much better diagnosis of, uh, uh, of what the dynamic is than, than a partisan thing. And I know that that movement existed because we not only saw things come out of it like the, you know, the Tea Party and other grassroots reactions uh, to it, but I feel like I've been a part of it. I feel like um, a, a lot of us 
have been very concerned that Washington, as it accumulates power, becomes increasingly remote from the way that Americans live. Uh, and it, it has habits that uh, are very different from those of ordinary Americans, including the fact that it's spending us uh, out of oblivion and really threatening the future uh, in, a, in a profound way. I mean, just, just imagine if interest rates were to go back toward historic norms, what, what debt service would be like because of the way the federal government spends money. So, you know, I, I think that movement has existed for nearly 10 years now. And I, uh, you know, I, I commend Trump for recognizing it and for, uh, our, you know, convincing people that he could be the champion of it. He wasn't, he wasn't my first choice, but, uh, you know, that's not for me to say. He's the one that, uh, that people picked and, and he won. But I've heard a lot of people say that he's created this movement, and I just don't think that's right. I think the movement was there already. He managed to, you know, give it a, uh, give it a charge and to, to be its champion, uh, and he certainly succeeded in this election. But I think he, uh, I, I don't mean to say uh, exploit in a, uh, in, in a disparaging way. I, th- I mean it in the, uh, you know, in the more literal way. I think he exploited something that was already there, and he did it very effectively. And you are hopeful, cautiously optimistic, uh, wait and see? Where are you on a Trump presidency at this point? Well, I, I don't look at it in a vacuum. I look at it in terms of what the available choices were, and having lived through eight years of Obama's presidency, and I know what I was worried about was a Clinton presidency, and I was a lot more worried about that than I was a Trump presidency. I have my concerns, uh, as I always do, but I also think that our experience tells us that the things that we're going to be talking about and worrying about once Trump is president probably haven't even happened yet and aren't even necessarily things that we've com- contemplated. And I've seen that happen, uh, you know, 9-11 is the most prominent example, but I think in almost every administration, um, Something unanticipated happens early in the presidency, which in many ways shapes and defines what the presidency is. And it's not something that can be, uh, you know, predicted before the guy takes office. So, I, again, I, I just think that we ought to, um, you know, take a deep breath, try to be helpful and hope for the best. You guys can read all of Andy's latest at NashReview.com. Give him a follow on Twitter. Also, he writes for PJ Media, and he's a contributing editor at National Review. Andy, always great, sir. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for giving us some time. Thanks, Buck. You too. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099.
No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.